university and i think for most people who choose mbc that means they already like probably not other forms of engineering are already out they kind of know they want to do um, medicine already so how did you know very quickly okay so i think this decision for choosing medicine i do not know how long i've had this the story but it was a pretty easy one to come up to because i was like okay i, I actually did the what you call it uh method of elimination yeah i was like if not medicine then what that's where i began i thought of all engineering things i like i wouldn't i would not want to wake up one day and then say i'm going to be drawing something like tg related stuff like architecture and stuff like that i was like that's not interesting enough for me or to be drawing plants and stuff like that. So I was just like, if not medicine, then what? Because medicine to me was something fascinating. You wake up today, you go to work, and then, oh, there's a case, there's someone who is, what, what, bleeding, we do not know what to do, and so and then get into a surgery, and then you just start fixing things. And that, that for me was so exciting. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, I would enjoy that. So, yeah, if not medicine, then what? That was the question I asked myself. I think you're also a person who is um you 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 can balance like your emotions about other people. So I think that works out for you because if you see somebody with blood whatever you'll be like, "Oh, I can help them," you know? Whereas for somebody like me, I'll be like, "Oh, I wonder how much pain they are going through. Oh my god, what happened to me? What if it happened to my mom? My sister, I'm like, "Why does that stuff happen to good people and all that stuff?" So <laughs> That's why I went for engineering. The next question for you Michael and then I'll ask the same for Chido as well. What habits have changed since you started pursuing like your university studies? So for you by what like you're doing medicine has there been any habits that you're not like, "Oh, now that I've stu- I'm studying medicine, I don't do this anymore." And same thing for you Chido. For your habits. Own- Nothing. No, sorry, I said habits. Oh, that's okay. That's a. I at times I hate that I study medicine because at times the more you study, you start questioning your whole life. For instance, uh, I think last semester or two semesters ago, I did uh, this course parasitology, and then I was studying about different parasites and almost everything, everything that I eat is parasites. And yo, I've been learning parasites like literally the flesh-eating bacteria, the one that goes to your brain. I'm like how many times have I been eating peaches straight from the tree like I'll just get a peaches or, or a peach or a guava or anything a mango and then I'll just eat straight up like that you know I would start like having flashbacks of my whole life like okay it really is a blessing that I am here and I'm alive and and, uh, and I'm okay and so now nowadays hygiene I'd say hygiene at times hygiene is something that I actually do pale a lot of attention to but otherwise most of the things i just learned but habits wise nah, nothing has changed much studying <laughs> okay no i mean medical series it's a must like some series it's a must like oh actually i feel like i want to be a cardiologist and i was inspired by Christina Yang if you watch Grey's Anatomy you would know like I just love that woman I do and I love Christina Yang You've got and my heart in Burke No 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 go ahead But yeah that's that's over my side Oh wow I'll start shall I go ahead now then Yeah 
Uh, okay. Well, in terms of habits, I'd say um, there really isn't much habits that I can say I started doing this since I uh, pursued my university studies or I stopped doing this uh, because I feel like maybe I can just say I just um, kept on working hard. This was something that I've been do- I had always been doing before. I'm just that person who if I start doing something, I just give my 100%, whatever I'm doing, you know, I just give it my all, my best and and hope for the best outcome. But also I'd say one thing that has definitely changed is how I approach opportunities. Um, since I came to uni, I've come to realise that sometimes... Um, opportunities they don't come to you but you have to go to them if that makes sense I've become more social I've made it a point that if I get into an uncomfortable environment a new environment you know I'm not the girl who just sits by the corner and waits for people to come speak to her I'm this kind of girl who goes up to people that I see owning the room and you know I speak to them I want to know about them what what is you know what is it that got them to where they are now so it's just um something that I wouldn't do back in the day maybe before I went to uni when I let's say maybe when I was at Garamundi I wasn't the person who would be the one to go speak to someone and the one to go ask questions you know you even raise your hand like that was tough exactly <laughs> you need to be you needed to be brave for that but right now, even in a lecture room, I'm okay to write to raise my hand and say even the most stupid thing and not care about what anyone else is gonna say. So, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna I am the person who just asks if I need to know something, I'm gonna ask. Even in a restaurant, if I need to get something for myself, it's not coming, I just stand up and I go and get it. Like these mm. things they cut they used to be never wrecking to me. But not anymore. Like it's okay. <laughs> that was um. But yeah. Um. I would say you know just approaching opportunities more, getting opportunities more is something that I have started doing more actively and intentionally. Okay. Um. So tell us about you know what you are doing now maybe the difference between what you studied for aerospace engineering versus the pilot studies, or maybe how, what you're more passionate about, like the engineering. How they come together. Okay, so basically I done aerospace engineering, um, aerospace systems engineering with pilot studies. So the difference between um, having pilot studies on that course and not having pilot studies, because there are other students who do this without the pilot studies. They do it with Spastec or with um, anything else other than pilot studies. Some do it with business management, with whatever, whatever they choose to. But I done it with pilot studies because as much as I'm passionate about engineering, having the pilot studies experience makes me be an engineer who can work from both an engineer and a pilot's perspective. And it can give me the best of both worlds. I have the option to pursue engineering or to pursue flying. So it's it also helps me to bring everything together and see how the industry comes together 
from the engineer side as well as from the pilot side. And um, also I done a year in with Swift Aerospace, um, which is the equivalent of attachments in Zimbabwe. And that has been very relevant and eye-opening because I got to attend so many industry exhibitions, so many air shows. I got to speak to people who are doing this thing, you know, graduates. Sometimes when you are a student coming from a university, it's very difficult to get yourself in the door. And it's very difficult to get to speak to some different stakeholders, different graduates um, who are doing the things that you wanted to do. But if you are coming with another company to the same place, then you have the advantage of being with the company you know, you you are speaking to them for the knowledge, not because you are trying to pursue an opportunity with them. So they are more open to speaking to you and actually telling you the things that will benefit you. So I feel like that has been a really good thing for me. And um, to answer your question about what I'm doing now, I am preparing for graduation. <laughs> that is what I am doing now because I am graduating this September and uh, I'll be back in uni again. Um, in September to do my master's and at the same time I will be working with or for the company that I did my placement with because they already offered me a job um, after I have uh, finished uni now so I'm sort of already working for them now and then when I go back to uni for my master's I'll be working part-time um, for them and then full-time studying and then I haven't I haven't planned what's going to happen after I finish the master's it's just a one-year program so but I'm pretty sure by then I will have something in mind I do have ideas of how I want to progress with my career I'm more passionate about flying but I also love engineering so you know it's just um, that point where I'm trying to figure out how to get the best of both worlds you have a place that like accommodates both talents and you don't feel like you wasted time or anything like that um and i'm sure that will happen but you were talking about um you know networking more with people and just being confident and reaching out and all that and i think a person who you know has always been doing a very good job good job of that is michael and michael i'm always seeing you doing all these things like I think of you as a very fearless person, like you just went to China. Now you speak Mandarin so fluently and I see you on billboards on TV screens, whatever. Right. So tell me what fuels you when you're, you know, pursuing all these initiatives and um, what's your goal? And yeah, tell me about that. Tell us about that. Okay, I think you kind of over-exaggerated things. Uh, you know, when I first uh, chose to, to come to China to study, I never thought I would be wanting to study Chinese to begin with. Right. But then when I got here and then I realized, oh, wait, it's actually a pretty exciting language. And um, the thing about China is it's a bit biased towards the people who can speak the language. That's the truth. Like, you just get so many opportunities compared to the average person. Suppose you, Nyasha, you are you're book smart. Okay, I'll give an example. Rinashe. Rinashe, we used to learn at the same university, although he recently graduated. He graduated with a GPA of, like, more than 4.5. 4.5. Wow. So that's, like, insane. But 
they would never value you that much because you're just like a uh, book smart, I'd say. But then if you focus more on like uh, Chinese language and the Chinese culture okay. and stuff like that, you actually, yeah, yeah, you actually get more benefits and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that's just what happened to me. I just saw an opportunity and then I, I because I actually enjoyed the stuff. So it was a bit easier for me to be taking part uh, in these competitions and TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, plus, I also had a great teacher, like for for my Chinese. You know, have you ever had someone who's more excited about your achievements than yourself? You'd be like, wait, yes. you are more, yeah, you're like you're more excited than I am. Like, is that normal? You see, so that's like my teacher. I'm usually that friend, though. Like, I'm more excited for people than they are. Okay, that's. I don't have evidence, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But yeah. So, plus, I just enjoy, you know, meeting other people. It's insane. I remember my first competition I attended, yeah? We were just foreigners amongst ourselves. But then the people there were speaking in Chinese. Like, imagine we're just chilling. All of us can speak English, but no, we just decide to just chat in Chinese. So that was so insane for me. So from that day on, it was just really fun to attend this thing so that, you know, you get to meet more people who are more excellent than you. You get motivation, you get inspired and stuff like that. So I think that's one of the major reasons why I do love uh, learning Chinese and doing these Chinese things. But also, I mean, we have to know where we come from. We come from SIM, yeah? Keep your options wide open. Upon graduation, if SIM is the alternative, then I would rather stay in China. But if you're staying in China, you have to be able to speak Chinese because if you're expecting the Chinese people to be speaking English, or well, that's just a lie. For anyone who wants to come to China, I'm telling you now, if you're expecting to see people speak English right now, it's a lie. Like you would not, you, you would not. So, so yeah, I think that's basically why I'm taking the route that I'm taking here in China. You actually answered a question I was going to ask you guys, like what should people know? Like people who are trying to be like you, like, oh my gosh, I see my Kumbaya and I'm like, ah, I want to be him. Um, I want to come to China. I want to come study medicine. Um, what should they know? So one of the things is like, obviously, you're going to have to learn Mandarin. But what else? Very quickly. Okay, so besides uh, focusing on the, on the language, yeah? Uh, language is one. Uh, they're the basics, like weather. Weather is going to be different. Expect that. I'm in my room right now, but it's really hot. I need to switch on my fan or my AC. Things like that. Food. Uh, don't be don't be deceived by TV when they're always, oh, let's order Chinese food. Oh my gosh, today we're eating Chinese. No, Chinese food is not meant for us. Our tummies are, meant, are not meant for that. Like our tummies do not love that. So most of the things you would not love it. Um, the third one is, when you're in China, we have a saying, right? Do as the Rom when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. Uh, just, uh, in Chinese, you say, Ru xiang sui su. So when you get into a um, into certain cultures, just do as they do. Uh, unfortunately, here in China, not unfortunately, the thing is they follow whatever uh, the government or the people in power say. So whatever is said, you just do accordingly. Trust I think if Zimbabweans know how to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's just it um oh and also uh, about the language again when you're coming uh don't just expect a class type of english teachers if you're expecting that also 
then you will be waiting for disappointment yeah right. just go and be ready to study for yourself just be ready youtube will be a, a very close friend of yours if you choose to study in china the i think that's pretty much it and do not choose a city like beijing or shanghai to study in those are travel places those are tra- life there is unnecessarily yeah. expensive also many people right yeah just go to a low chill city and then after that during the holidays you can travel and all of that i think that's pretty much it thank you how about you chida i'd say when people are trying to come to the uk is it's really a place where opportunities are they're just waiting for you to take them i'd just say you know when you come come prepared to work hard nothing comes easy be prepared to work hard be prepared to take opportunities don't fall into the patterns of the standard way of doing things when you come here you find there are specific sectors that brown people i like to call us brown and not black uh you find that there are specific sectors of southeast asian work sorry say again i thought brown people were southeast asian well i'm brown i'm not black Mm-hmm. There is a little black here, honey, brown, chocolate. <laughs> anyway, that aside, I was just saying, um, you find that there is so many sectors that are brown people populated. There is so many things. You know, when people come here, they have relatives who are already in this country and they tell them that, oh, you can't not, I have not against nursing, but it seems that's what everyone just seems to want to do. they come do nest that's where the money is no money is everywhere every other thing there is money if nesting is your calling then obviously that is it do it but there are also other opportunities which a brown person can do and excel in that is not nesting or caregiving or anything like that i can understand the people who came before us things were hard but the world is changing things are different if you are young you are a student you are coming now dare to do something different don't fall into the same patterns don't do the things there is really no limitation if you want something just go for it if you are applying for jobs you're not getting them approach companies that are not advertising maybe there is there won't be as much competition and speaking of that that's actually what i done when i got the placement that i did because i was applying for attachments i was applying applying but still there wasn't coming anything like i had two interviews uh sets uh two interview sets of all the companies that i applied to but still those just ended up mysteriously being cancelled for one reason or another uh which i will not get into right now and i just thought why not just approach a company you know pitch myself and see what happens the worst thing that could happen is they will say no but i already didn't have the opportunity So even if they say no I'll just be where I am right now but I'd rather be here now after I have tried to do something so I approached them. obviously it worked well because I did my attachment with them and now I'm working for them because they called me back so you know don't be afraid what's the worst that could happen you know it's just you end up where you are now anyway so just go for it maybe you even if you do a horrible thing the most embarrassing thing you're probably never going to see those people again so just <laughs> go for it what i, I say it. if you're coming you know just go for whatever 
take the opportunities, don't be afraid, be confident, you know, do something different, you know, don't just don't fall into the same patterns of what people are doing. This is what people do. Let me just do this. No, something different. And you, you know, you'll be, it will bring, you know, self-satisfaction as well, because you know that I am doing something that I actually want to do. And um, I'm doing something different. So I feel like you are actually speaking to me because I, which is funny because I think sometimes we, how do I frame this? Like what you're saying, Chino, is something that's relevant even to my dad, to anybody. That's advice every human being is constantly like fighting with like, oh, should I do this? I'm scared. Or what if I fail? How do I respond to rejection? I think it's a, it's an overall important lesson for every human being. And the funny thing is you're saying this, I feel like I've heard it before and I've been like, yeah, I'm not afraid of rejection, but it's such a work in progress. Like you have to keep reminding yourself that, yes, you know, I'm going to go after this. It's okay if I get rejected. Um, but you never get to the point where you're just phenomenal at accepting rejection. So you just have to keep reminding yourself that there's no harm in trying, you know? Um, and something that I was talking about with Clifford, actually, I don't know if he wants me to mention it, but um, <laughs> he probably doesn't. But <laughs> uh, we were just talking about how when people get to their 40s or 50s, that's when we usually see them start being outspoken and then they're just speaking their mind. And then it's like, wait, what was happening when they were in their 20s? Like, why were they afraid? What were they waiting for? And then once I started thinking about that, I was like, what am I, who am I afraid of? You know, I think I, is, this is such an age where we are seeking validation, opportunities, we are afraid of messing up, this and that. But I think, you know, as long as it's not wildly outrageous, like, do what you want to do. Like, don't be afraid of what people think. You know, obviously you spoke about that. So that's something you practice. But I think Mubaiwa, you remind me of that as well. Like every time I ask you to do something for me, like you are never afraid. I'm like, Mubaiwa, are you sure you're going to do this? And then you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't care. And I'm like, oh, are you going to share this with other people? And then you're like, yeah, I don't care. And I'm like, what? Because I actually think about what people will do and how they will process it. Or oh, my parents, my sisters, my this. And I feel like Mumbaiwa, you're very, yeah, go ahead and do it. So that's pretty cool. And that's cool that, you know, you said that we've run out of time. So very quickly, I'm going to ask, Chido, what's the most British thing you do now? Nothing. I have tried as much as possible to maintain my black African authenticity. So I've tried my very best to just be me. You know, if I'm doing anything British, I promise you it's not intentional. Okay. What about you, Mbaiwa? What's the word? She just spoke in a British accent. And she I says know! Nothing. <laughs> like, like nothing. Like there was nothing I can tell that on my heart. Like okay. I kept everything I am not doing it intentionally. <laughs> oh, what about you, Mbaiwa? I mean, uh, the most Chinese thing that I do, apart from speaking Chinese, dial. Oh, I don't remember last time I ate with a spoon or a fork. Ooh, fancy. You need to teach me these chopsticks. Uh, Ooh, I also have a question for Michael. 
Um, do you eat chicken rice there? Chicken rice? Yeah. Like, how, I think they call it chicken rice. Or is it rice chicken? I can't well, remember how what is they the, How is the chicken done? I'm sorry. How is the chicken done? Chicken fried uh, rice? No, 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 no. Not chicken fried rice. Like chicken rice. They call it chicken rice. I had this when I was in um Malaysia, but in, in a Chinese community. That's where I had it. the chicken rice though? Uh, yes, but the chicken, if you get into the shop, I found this very um, disturbing. But <laughs> when you get into the shop, you find the chickens. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> they're pets. <laughs> they're they're like pegged upside down. And they're... They're like, they don't have feathers that chickens with their full bodies, not like their toes are not taken off. <laughs> and like. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yes, <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say, Michael? Do you know what I'm trying to say? No, I, I know what you're speaking of. I know what you're speaking of. It's, exactly. it's pretty common to, to see like meat being being hung up like that. Like it's pretty Yeah, common. I mean, I mean, I, it's, it's not that common, Michael. It's not that common. No, here in China. No, I mean in China. Oh, you mean common. in China, yeah. Because yeah, I saw yeah. it in a Chinese community in another country. But I was thinking, is this is this normal? Like I was traumatized for the chicken. Like... <laughs> 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 how can how can that anything like that happen? Like it was really um disturbing for me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone has any other questions or comments, but other than that, you guys can just plug any projects you're doing or any whatever is that you want people to go check out. Okay. So you guys, you guys, uh, I think by the time this video will be out, uh there's a certain video of mine which will be out, which needs you guys to be waiting for my Chinese video, okay? Oh, and that video, we made it, like, I am also doing some videography by the side, like some video editing and stuff. So, yeah, you guys, I'll send you a link. Nyasha, you, you, you post in the link, yeah? Then you guys go watch for me. You go enjoy. At least you can learn a Chinese, plus I put subtitles in it. So you guys can... What's the video it. about? What's the video about? It's basically, uh, basically about me and my, my Chinese journey. As well as, um, you know, I, I now play like that Chinese instrument. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Good to yeah, yeah. And part of that, part of my story to do with that. So. Wow. Excellent. Um, what about you, Tina? Um, well done, Michael. Um, I just remembered that <clears throat> I wanted to say one thing that I forgot, like through the course of the video. I was just going to say so many students, um, probably who are going to watch this video, I do not know. But so many students, especially in their A-levels, do not know what they want to do uh, or which careers they want to pursue when they finish A-level and, you know, trying to get to uni. They don't even know what courses to choose. I would really encourage you to speak to people who are already doing things and you may, you don't know what you may be interested in because you can't dream of driving a car if you've never seen a car you know, you can't dream and you can't desire to do something that you know nothing about. You just tend to focus your, to limit your choices to what you know. So I really speak to people, approach people who are already, even in 
university, ask them what their course entails. People who are in different countries, ask them how they got there, how things actually are, what are the career opportunities they can do. Because when you're actually doing the course, this is what universities do. They tend to explain to you what you can do with that degree, what you cannot do, you know, that kind of thing. Because believe it or not, at some point, I actually I wanted to do radiotherapy and um, now thinking about it, um, yeah, no, I could never do anything like that in my life, like never. But at some point I that this is what I was going to do, you know, but it's it's important. I really appreciate one of my sisters for doing this for me because at that time she was actually working at a radiotherapy center and um, she made a test a day for me. I don't know how accessible these situations are for different people, but I was quite privileged in this scenario because I got there, I saw what they were doing. She explained things to me and actually uh, made me speak to other people. She worked with the doctors and, you know, just to get a, a clear perspective of what I can expect. And from that day, I knew that it's not something that I want to be doing in my life. I could never do anything like this. But I'm just not wired for it. So it's important to speak to people. Don't be afraid, even especially when you're still young. You still haven't made any, you know, choices. But even after you yeah, made the choice. Yeah. Even if you have made the choices and you discover that it's not the right one, it's still it's still okay to do other things because as long as you are still, you know, breathing and working and you still can think, study, it's never too late. You can do another thing. You can switch a degree. You can switch a career. Nothing is out of the table. It's out of the question. Yeah. And Don't be afraid of change. Thank you so much, guys. This has been so wonderful. Um, to anyone listening, clearly you can see that we could have gone on and on like this. Just, I mean, I've brought brought together like two people with such you know rich life experiences. So I don't know what I was thinking, but this is wonderful. Thank you so much, guys, for your time. Oh, it brought so many memories for me. So this was wonderful. Um, thank you for inviting me, Yasha. It's been lovely to see you, Michael. After a long time, you just fell out of my life. I don't know why, but it's good to see you here. And um, <laughs> yeah, so please cut it out. Otherwise, people are going to be appalled. But yeah, uh, thank you so much for inviting us. This was absolutely wonderful. Um, I'm glad I could be part of something beautiful as this that you're doing, Yasha. So. What about you, Mbaiwa? Say something. Why do you seem like what your parents are going to do? Bro, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. I don't know what to say. Ah. No, she does so good that she says all the beautiful I, things. I, and he makes me look really bad, you know? Like when there's someone to contrast with, like I look so bad. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, I know you guys know, like, uh, thank you for having us, Nyasha. I really enjoyed, you know, you guys, although Nyasha, I see you almost every day, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, you haven't. Oh, I'm always the one calling you, like, bye, bye, bye. And literally, guys, I even downloaded WeChat for this man. Like, he was like, oh, what's well, up? Thank you very much. Yeah. Of love. Thank you so much for that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, anyways, I, I really hope uh, that in the future, you know, we'll keep on 
communicating even with people uh, like uh, we learned with we learned with uh, Bacon High School and I'd be really looking forward to that reunion though like that one has to happen like that would be really nice then I hope you guys take good care of yourselves you guys remember this new covid wear your mask when you go outside and just because everyone is acting like everything is normal doesn't mean everything is normal okay thank you okay can we sing the gromonzi anthem now just no that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave a comment on your thoughts on this video. I absolutely love reading your comments. If you liked this video, child, you're probably gonna like the other ones. So click the subscribe button so that you join the family and also subscribe to my channel. Have you subscribed?